Good morning, Victory Life, and all you wonderful people tuning in to part two of two. Um, talking about the joy factor one more time this morning, and uh, we, uh, we're we excited. I get to do it again. I get to uh, sit here, and we want you to understand, and I shared this uh, before, that uh, when the Holy Spirit came in, and we don't talk about this enough, when the Holy Spirit came into us, He gave us joy. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, that uh, the fruit of the Spirit, and we don't celebrate it as much as we sh the blessings and the, all the different things that are going on, but celebrate the fact that you have the fruits, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, meekness, temperance, and faith. They came, uh, in, the, the fruits came into us to uh, help us. As I shared, there was a, a man that said the other day, he says, Jesus prayed that thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it says, well, the kingdom, we don't see much evidence of it out here. And it's like, wait a minute, you're looking in the wrong place. The kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so we want to make sure that we understand what the kingdom of God is. All the different fruits of the Spirit are there for function. They are there, uh, you know, thank God. And we're supposed to look different, smell different than the world. We're supposed to be above and up beneath the head and not the tail. Supposed to, uh, uh, and we get to. Folks, again, it, this has got to be priority one. That uh, that uh, we uh, walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And so once we don't fulfill our lusts of the flesh, we don't fulfill the consequence of the flesh. We, we get into a position uh, under the spout where the glory comes out. We get into that position where we need to be to have that victory flow. And so the joy factor, we could cover love today, all these different things. But it, heading into Christmas, we want to stay with the joy factor right now uh, where um, it is so important that we understand the joy of the Lord we covered in Nehemiah is our strength. And uh, even the Lord Jesus Christ, when he went to the cross, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, he says, For the joy that was set before him, he was able to endure the cross. The joy of seeing you and me saved, seeing the plan of salvation be fulfilled. Um, again, Jesus had to choose. Jesus could have been weary. Jesus could have been uh, angry. Or Jesus could have done all these different things. They're all a matter of choice. Choice for the Messiah, choice for us. And so, praise God, um, I'm choosing the fruits of the Spirit. I'm choosing to walk in joy. Whatever disappointments come in life, whatever situation, you know, that joy is one of those, um, and we covered this here last week, it I talked it about being the joy factor. The factor is a circumstance or a factor or an influence that contributes to a result or an outcome. So that is something that we want to do. It contributes. Joy contributes to the outcome. And so, yes, the fruit came into us, but it'll be dormant if we're not willing to participate in it. And so think about it. In James chapter three, uh, 1, verse um well, it says right from one on, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Count it joy. And so uh, why would we take an inventory before we get into a temptation test or trial? 
Why would a pilot do a check on the end of a runway uh, before he throttles up the motor while they do it even when the people are being loaded in the plane? They're checking everything from the little light that's up top on the, on the, on the fin, the tail fin. They're checking all the gauges even before they take off. They say as you go down the runway, there's a certain point of no return. And so all the gauges, everything, if, if, as he's throttling down the runway, all of a sudden, boom, oil pressure fails in one motor. He's got a, a, just a bit of time before the end of the runway where he knows to abort the mission. And so, folks, I'm telling you, Christians are running around uh, with, without the joy factor, without the peace, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, meekness, semblance of faith. And that's not going to uh, be conducive to the end results. We'll exist. The world exists, but we get to live according to the principles and the dictates of the world that we are representing from above. We live above and up beneath. I don't want to abort something because, oh, it just got too heavy. Uh, or just, you know, I have no joy in this situation. Whatever the situation is, we get to go through it as we count the joy. And uh, the Bible talks about that in James 1 again. And uh, and that peace and patience have her perfect work. Well, we know that. That's part of the fruit of the Spirit too. They're working. They're working on your behalf as you enjoy. The, you know, the Bible says in Psalm 34, um, Bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. You know, those are things that uphold that joy as you continue to pray. You're just walking in a way that is totally different than the world. And so I believe firmly that the Bible is clear. Let's go back to Luke chapter 2, where um, the angels were surrounding the shepherds. And uh, they were watching their flocks at night. These shepherds were tending sheep. And uh, if you do a little research on that, the sheep were to represent the sacrifice and the sacrificial lamb of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were wrapped in swaddling clothes, uh, basically just like the to, to prevent any damage, just like the Messiah was found in swaddling clothes. You know, it's just all a, a shadow and a type of, of what the Messiah is going to do. He's going to be our sacrifice and take all our sins and take all our iniquities. Hallelujah. On the cross. And the angels said to them, do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you good news of a great joy. I, I don't know how much I can emphasize that, but great joy, which will come to all the people. Think of that. The angels, uh, they they aren't part of this realm. So they're coming from heaven with, the, you know, the big band, with everything, with great joy. None of them are just like, wait a minute, we're going down to earth, where earthlings are not happy. And so let's just tune it down a little bit. Let's just, uh, you know, just kind of uh, blend it. You know, let's, uh, you know, how p p people have these uh, seeker-friendly churches. Well, we don't want to get too churchy. You know, we just want to kind of blend in with the world a little bit and with the, come on guys, the world is looking for joyful, radiant Christians who are full of the fruit of the Spirit, who have the gifts of the Spirit, who have the operating faith. They want to know it's real. 
I hear so many good reports of people that, you know, they come to churches and, and they know nothing about the Holy Spirit, but all of a sudden they get a, uh, the minister has a word of knowledge or the minister, you know, they sense the presence of God and cold stone sinners get saved and come to down to the altar and make Jesus Christ the Lord. And so back to the angels here, it says, great joy it will come to pass for unto you is born this day in the city of David, uh, a savior. Who is Christ the Messiah, the Lord? And this will be a sign for you, verse 12. And then, verse 13, I could have read more in verse 12, uh, but it says in verse 13, Then suddenly there appeared with the angels an army. So it's not just the angels, but an army of the troops of heaven in heavenly knighthood, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace with men with whom he is well pleased. That is the end result of us walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit produces this kind of a lifestyle. And you can sit there and say, it doesn't work for me. Folks, a decision gets you in, a decision gets you out. Today I'm here. Let's let's walk in the Spirit. Let's, uh, I don't care where we find ourselves on the scale. The Holy Spirit is the joy that comes in. The Holy Spirit is the love that comes in. We can't love without the Holy Spirit. The way on the level that we're to love and to enjoy life and to walk in patience and to walk in peace. It's all about what that was deposited on our insides when we made Jesus Christ the Lord of our lives. Hallelujah. Well, that is wonderful news. I, I just I just want to encourage you. Yes, there is trouble in this world. John 16, I'm looking at it right now. It says, in me you will have perfect peace. You know, peace is a fruit of the Spirit. And, uh, and confidence is... In the world you will have tribulation and trials, distress and frustration, but be of good cheer. Um, be undaunted, be courageous, be confident, certain, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you and conquered it for you. But you got to stay in Jesus. What does that mean? Follow his principle. When you hook up to Jesus and say, Master, whose obedient servant I am, then, and only then, hallelujah, when you're following him. There's believers that are not following him on a regular basis. You don't just say Jesus is Lord at the altar and then not walk in his statue and his principles. His way is easy. His yoke is light. His burden is light. So why would I not? It's only misunderstandings, I believe, or lack of revelation that will cause someone not to walk there. He just said he's overcome the world. And uh, he says that he's he's deprived it of its power. Would that not fit in with James chapter 1? So so that before, okay, he, he says here in, in John 16, 33, that in him, you're going to have perfect peace and all that. So again, I would say you the person has pulled over and they're doing an inventory and a checklist to make sure that we got the fruits of the Spirit in operation in our life so that we overcome the world. It's not going to be someone that's all negative and complaining and, and just all miserable that's going to overcome the world. And this is, look where this is found. This is found just by John chapter 17. So let's go into that where, um, this is where Jesus is ready to leave this planet. And he's just talking to his disciples. He says, and now I, 
am no more in the world, but these are in the world that I am coming to you, Holy Father. Keep in your name. What if it was not with the name? Of, what, what if they would have not taught the name? Keep in the name and the knowledge of yourself them whom you have given me, and they, that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I kept and preserved them. Would that not fall into this verse where he says that in me you will have uh, peace and tr uh, the world has tribulation in me. You'll have peace and tranquility and you'll have victories. He says, I've overcome the world. So he says, I've kept them. What was Jesus saying? Verse 12, I kept and preserved them in your name, in the knowledge and worship of you. Those you have given me, I guarded and protected and not one of them has been, has perished or lost uh, except the son of perdition. Now, what is he talking about? He upheld. See, these guys aren't born again. They, they're working under Jesus. If you, they're in Jesus' company right now. He's surrounding them. So it's all on his shoulders to have, he says, the kingdom of God is at hand. When did it start? I believe Isaiah 60 is clear about that. I believe uh, it started the day uh, when the Spirit of God came down and, and uh, with a loud sound. And so these guys are just moments away from that, a couple of weeks away from the Holy Ghost coming down. He says, you know, I've kept them. Jesus, who was full of joy to endure in the cross, he kept his disciples from destruction and harm. And none of them are lost except for the son of perdition. So think about that. The power of doing things right according to the way the Lord has ordained it. Jesus needed the joy. Jesus said, I'm, I kept you now. I've got to go. I got to go. But watch this here. He says, and now I'm coming to you. Verse 13 of John 17. I say these things while I'm still in the world. Of course, to be recorded, right? So that my joy, so it, does Jesus have joy? Yes. Now he's going to transfer that. Uh, my joy may be made full and complete and perfect in them that they may experience my delight, fulfillment in them, that my enjoyment and my perfect is, may be perfected in their own souls. In, that's your mind, your will, intellect, and your emotion. That's your spirit, man. May be perfected in your souls that they may have the gladness in, in them filling their hearts. Whoa! He's loading us down with all this joy which he needed to keep the enemy at bay. The joy of the Lord is a strength. And if you're being strengthened in the fight, then... The, the enemy, the wicked one, can't overcome you. So something the other day, if you're still standing, the enemy hasn't won. And so that's the joy factor that sustains you through the fight. Jesus said, I gotta leave. And you know, there's stuff coming on those disciples. They're gonna find their master will be crucified. They're gonna huddle, they're gonna be huddling in, in um, a house or somewhere away where he, they're hiding from all the evil that was coming. I mean, Jesus knew that had they, had, had he resisted uh, that the crucifixion, had they known that Jesus was the King of Kings. Had they known, they would have not crucified the glory, Lord of glory. But because they didn't know, they crucified him. So there's a lot going on. And Jesus says, I got to transfer what's in me into these disciples. Lord, keep them through. I'm going to give them joy. So any picture you ever see 
of Jesus when he's just all heavy laden and miserable. I want you to know that's a, a wrong depiction of the Lord Jesus Christ. What he did was all done in joy. Yes, there's a time he wept. And yes, there's a time when he uh, cleared out the temple and so forth. But the Bible clearly lays out in this uh, uh, verse, in this chapter 17 of John 13, what was in him, the joy, the fulfillment, all these different things. Can I read that again for you? It says, and now I am coming to you. Um, I say these things while I'm still in the world so that my joy may be made full and complete and perfect in them that they may experience, say experience, say it again, experience. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know the experience we get to have with Jesus. My delight, fulfillment in them, that they, that my enjoyment, my enjoyment may be perfected in their, mine in their, in their own souls, that they may have my gladness. They may have my gladness within them fill their hearts. So did Jesus fabricate this or did he have tremendous joy and gladness as he was full of the Holy Ghost and power because he was totally spiritually, uh, we is God, God in flesh. So there's no darkness in him. There's nothing. So the Holy Ghost came upon him in power. He is within him. He is, uh, you know, you can't separate Father, Son, and Spirit. They're all one, and they all work together. Yes, you know, for a while Jesus laid things down so that, you know, and he became obedient to the Father. He stripped himself of all these things that, that uh, you know, he didn't come down here functioning as, as um separate of what he told us to do. He's walking in the word, whether it's the wilderness experience where he had three temptations and all of them were, were an example to us how we were going to walk in the word of God. Hallelujah. So let's keep on reading. He says, I have given, and this is again, John 17, 14. I have given and delivered to them your word message and the world has hated them because they are now in the world do not belong to the world, just as I am not in the world. Well, that goes back to the 16th verse, chapter, verse 33. That in me you will have perfect peace, which is the fruit of the Spirit, and confidence in the world you have tribulation. So he's clearly distincting the world is not going to like them. Guess what? They didn't like Jesus. But he still says, I'm going to transfer my joy. It was Jesus who was full of joy, even if he was the only one. His disciples were, I know one time they were called sons of thunder. You know, they were fighting amongst themselves. They were going to call down, you know, the, uh, on people, they were going to call down curses. So that's not the way God wants us to be. And he, he basically, I could just see him shaking his head. You know, how long do I have to be with you guys to get it? Get it. Get what I got. I'm going to give it to you because you're going to be hated by the world. And again, don't don't have this martyr complex where, oh boy, I'm a Christian. Everyone's going to hurt me. No, get, get the fact that they don't understand how wonderful the life of God is that's inside of you. They may wonder. 
They, they don't want you to respond. If they, they are mad at you, that's why the Bible says love your enemies. If they, you, because you got secret information and you have the power of the, the world to come, so to speak, living on the inside of you, full of the Holy Ghost and power, and you're going to go around doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Remember Jesus when John the Baptist got uh, thrown into jail? I'm going to conclude with this here. Uh, he uh, was over on the other side of town, and when he heard the news, he didn't go and feel sorry for John. He wanted John, who was feeling sorry for himself at that time, because he's like, okay, you know, I followed you. Are you the one, or do I look for someone else? And so, even though Jesus says he was a prophet of all prophets, you got to understand, he, at this time, well, think about David. He was called a man after God's own heart, and he pulled a few stunts too. <laughs> so he's in jail, and he sends two guys to Jesus, says, are you the one, or do we look for someone else? Can, I cannot, well, again, I can only judge my own life, but but I, it encourages me to know that other people uh, are quite, were, he was questioning. And Jesus says, looks at him um, through the message, which he sends back to him, and he says, tell John the blind see the lame walk and tell him not to be offended. In other words, John was over here when he could have been over here, just like the uh, Paul and Silas when they were thrown in jail. They, they made a decision, but had about a half hour before midnight by the time they got thrown in to make a decision. What are we going to do, Paul and Silas? We're going to sing praises to God. This prisoners are going to you know, I don't know if they knew that the prisoners were going to hear him. They were going to do one thing. Hey, we're writing this Bible. We're going to be uh, an example for the rest of the world forever. And so we're going to do it right. We're going to sing. We're going to, we're going to have uh, and stay in that cocoon, if we can, or live according to the, the fruits of the Spirit on the inside of us. Okay, Silas, let's hit up a tune. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And what happened? Shackles fell off and the building shook. And that could have been John the Baptist too. Uh, but he he got into offense. Now I'm sure he got it right, but I honestly believe there could have been a different outcome. As I read these verses, that uh, he could have uh, had a different, uh, different outcome of his stay in jail. I believe he could have sat back and said, you know what, for the joy that's set before me, I'm going to endure this jail cell. Just like Jesus in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Just like Nehemiah, for the joy of the Lord is my strength. He, he went weak. He went and had questions like a lot of us. So we got to just, we get to, it's already on the inside of me. It's on the inside of you. Get to live according to the dictates of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Well, that's all the time I have today. I preached myself happy. And uh, that, I just want to, I don't know about you. I want to follow the principles of God. I believe you do too. And um, if you have any more questions, call us at 250-862-3044. We would love to uh, share more with you. And if you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, this is a grand opportunity to uh, be a blessing uh, to, uh, to yourself by calling on the name of the Lord. Anyways, God bless you and have an amazing rest of the day.